In a week where the natural order was most definitely restored, just how overconfident can one podcast be going into a Scottish Cup semi-final? My name is Jarvey and I'm joined this week by Paddy, Cameron, Simon and Hammy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Uh, first of all, boys, uh, a few things to go through first uh, before we look back at that lovely Saturday afternoon. Uh, I want to ask you first of all, right, Barry Mackay, at what stage are we allowed to say that he is the best player to play for the Hearts since Kyle Laffey? <laughs> oh, I think he's better than Kyle Laffey. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's a more talented football no, player than I, Kyle Laffey. That was a joke that you've clearly missed. But seriously, <laughs> that a lot of people saying it, and I'm thought to say it's getting there. You've got to think Barry Mackay is the best player we've seen since your Rudy Scatchels, since your Paul Hartleys, etc. Yeah, I, I said it, I think maybe a couple of weeks ago, if he keeps his form up, like he's got to be considered like a modern legend because in modern football, players don't hang about very long. So if he maybe wins a cup this year, we finish third, we get like a good European jolly at him next year. <laughs> like it's up there with like being contended as one of our best players. Yeah, I completely agree. It's nay Andy Halliday. <laughs> nay is not, no, nay Han, Andy Halliday. Almost said Andy McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> and beautiful Barry Mackay has, of course, signed a new three-year deal since the last podcast. So that will keep him at the club until the summer of 25. Um, he's 27 now, so he's yet to reach his peak at 30, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's brilliant news, isn't it? Yeah, it's something we've uh, we've all been wanting. I didn't think it would happen so soon. But there we go. It's uh, great news. And a great wee video they put together as well as a, as a fan of The Office. Mm-hmm. Even better was the follow-up when it looked like he'd been held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think it always looks like he's been held hostage. <laughs> you know, when, when Nielsen said he'd locked him in the room until he signed, he literally did. <laughs> yeah, and by actual proactive stuff from the club, unbelievable! So, I'm delighted with that news. And uh, Barry Mackay won goal of the month uh, for that volley, that was well deserved. Okay, right? Uh, yep, and Kyle Lafferty won championship player of the month back to back. Don't know, don't know who put that in my notes. It's not relevant. <laughs> uh, get them back in the summer. Um, now, this was kept very quiet. Uh, Nielsen has said this week that John Souter had a wee tidy up, which means an operation. <laughs> um, so, so it's true. The cleaners and the maintenance men of the Royal Infirmary did manage to keep this quiet. Um, Souter must have had a, a disguise on. Um, but yeah, this this has been slept, swept under the rug here. Um, but Nielsen has also said he fully expects John to be back for the last couple of games of the season. But the fixture list has just come out and he has most definitely kicked his last ball at Maroon because we've got Rangers Rangers potentially. <laughs> there's, still, like, there's still part of me that would not be surprised if he's in the starting 11 on Saturday and this is all just a smoke screen. <laughs> like Benny in the shows. No, that was definitely um, misreading the situation. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, who knows? I did see a picture of him today, like at the Odeon, but he was in the physio room. Well, like he never had like a moonbeat on or anything. Was he playing so, handball? <laughs> playing handball when he was. Um, but aye, the the post split fixtures have come out today, which is quick. Last thing was the last year of the year before. Um, it took fucking like a full week, so that was nice. Um, only two games at home. Then we got Dundee United away on twenty fourth, Ross County at home on the thirtieth. Then we're away to Celtic. That one's on Sky Sports News. There, it's just the uh, Sky Sports Celtic channel now. It seems. Um, we're away on a Wednesday night to Motherwell, and then Rangers to see out the season um, on the fourteenth of May. That one is. We will probably play up a, a whole under eighteens team. I did think I read a couple of comments that were funny. Like people absolutely fuming, um, saying no, only two games. It's ridiculous. Like, well, you knew there was only five, so you were either getting three or two. It's not. It's not that insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're always guaranteed to play someone away three times as well, which is what happened with Dundee United. Um, but yeah, it kind of is what well, is. I kind of don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, if we went on Saturday, it's five five training games where you try things out before the Scottish Cup final. Aye. Yeah. The post split always reminds me of Craig Levine, where we would never pick up a point after the split. Like we'd be, oh, you can maybe catch third, finish six. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do, yeah. we, do we fear if we like? It, we might get complacent in, in the build-up to that Scottish Cup final if we, if all goes well. <clears throat> well, th- th- this is the tricky thing. What, what do you do, Simon? Do you keep the players, you know, match sharp? You've got to weigh that up versus getting injured, don't you? I'd say cool. if there's a week between games, you play your full-strength team. We also don't carry, it's not like, in fairness, we don't carry a big enough squad to rotate everybody anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you expect Cameron to see like GMS, Janelli, Taylor Moore, them to start playing more? Aye, absolutely. And then potentially even it sounded like Michael Smith might be back at some point as well. <clears throat> yeah. Which might be vital with Nathaniel Atkinson going off injured at the weekend there. Not sure how severe that is yet. <clears throat> we'll see. Um, bye. That's the post split if you fucking care anymore, <laughs> listener. Um, see what happens um, <clears throat> speaking of injuries uh, Kieran Tierney is out for Scotland which is bad news for you Simon you Paddy, you big gunners good news for Hammy <laughs> um, a-, a collective couldn't care less for all <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but seriously Stephen Kingsley you've got to think is going to join that Scotland camp now what do you think Hammy? Aye, I think he's a uh... Uh, I, I mean, we wouldn't chuck him straight into the team, um, but I think getting into the squad is going to be a given. Um, he's had a fantastic season at Hearts, he's chipped down with goals. Whether he's straight in to replace Tierney at the back, I'm not so sure about, but I know Clark likes his players that he plays, so you're probably likely to see. <laughs> yeah. Cooper or somebody like that will get in ahead of him, sadly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Paddy, is Stephen Kingsley better than Tierney? <laughs> <laughs> you, you would know you're an Arsenal and the Arts fan, so tell us um, who's better. 
Tierney's slightly better for me, but Kingsley, Kingsley's a great player. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I think he deserves a call-up, but I think Steve Clark's got his own guys, and I, I just don't see him picking Kingsley, to be honest. <laughs> Slash, I don't mind that because it means he won't get injured. Hmm. Well, that's a good point. Hi. I'd like to see him called up, but yeah, not not expected him to walk in in the first team, obviously. Mm. Um, but Kingsley could join Craig Halkett and Craig Gordon and John Suter, if he won't be a Hearts player by that point. Boo! Um, boo, indeed. Um, and maybe even Barry McKay. Who knows if more injuries happen. Um, he's, he's surely got to be getting a look in. Another assist. It's got to get in there. Um, Aye, that's Scotland. Eh? Chuck and Hickey as well. We've basically got the Scotland back four or five now. <laughs> um, Cameron, club shop news. Um, they they were trying to be clean and transparent about opening times for the first time in the club's history. <laughs> they, they've even extended them. Um, they are open, nine, they advertise that they're going to be open nine till six, Monday to Wednesday, and then nine till seven over Thursday, Friday. And then this morning, Monday morning, said that they were closed today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Incredible. Um, and ticket sales, Cameron. Um, well, the last announcement was just before the game at the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was a seller, but obviously we've been given extra tickets since it looks like the, the upper, is that the upper south? Um, Where do those whichever, tickets come from? Whichever one's got the upper... I, it kind of sounds like you're given an initial allocation, and there are other tickets there because it doesn't. They're they're in never end. It's not they've Aye. definitely not come from Hibs, but um, I'd imagine we're fairly close to um, the point where we won't shift a lot this week. It sounds like you know the bulk of the sales all came prior to the the game on Saturday, which is great. And it shows <laughs> that people weren't waiting on a result or confident going into the two games rather than waiting to see what we did. Mm-hmm. We'd already we'd already sold our initial allocation before, so no, I think it's, I think we'll have a great crowd. Um, that whole end will be full, and there'll be a massive gap at the other end. Yeah, I, f- I think so. So well, it was nineteen thousand tickets sold before the game on Saturday, but then with that extra allocation, what's that like? Fifteen hundred was it? Do you want uh, a really updated Jamal's kickback post on exactly how many there is left? Yes. Somebody's went and counted the dots. <laughs> 327 left. If those get sold, that would take us up to 22,500. That's incredible. Yep. Wow. Fair play to whoever counted that, but also get a life. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, a prick. <laughs> um, right, that's incredible. Um, what do we What do we reckon? Hibs fans over under 14,000? Don't care. Yeah, could care less. I think it's going to be less than 14. That's where my line would sit. Um, but Which gives us an edge. It does. Player seeds are done. Fans are heads are done. But yeah, well, we'll come on to speak about going into the semi in a wee bit more detail. We've got Hibs part one to get through first. Um, Hammy, something you've been interested in in previous podcasts. Um, Hearts are formally taken forward. Um, the kind of formalities to get a Colts team in the Lowlands League for next season. Um, tell us your thoughts on that. Uh, it's a weird one because I don't really like it. You know, I sort of feel like there's enough football teams in Scotland 
as there is. But on the other hand, if the collective brains at the Scottish football leagues can't put together a reserve league, then you're sort of left with no choice. We've got a squad of players that, if they're not getting in the first team, are not ready to then jump into the first team when they're they're not match fit. So we need think, something. I think, and I think we've said it on here. Like for me, it's it's a negative step for Scottish football if clubs start being able to put second teams into actual leagues because what you do is you take away spots from. I mean, there's actual clubs out there. These yeah, these are these will be completely unsupported cult sides. And in fairness, we're going to send these guys out, and they're going to get—they will get kicked up and down. It just—it it seems negative in two parts. I don't see how it's massively beneficial for our players, and really—it's—it's it's a negative for other football clubs at that level. Hmm. Would we need to start a second podcast? <laughs> well, like a league one, Thursday edition. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like I was, I was, I was quite confused about how it all worked. So, see, you can't just chuck a fringe player in. You can't say to Taylor Moore, "Go and get ninety minutes," because you've not played for a couple of weeks. So the the Colts team has to be a registered squad at the start of the season. That's how it's worked for for the Rangers and Celtic teams. Oh, right. So, what how it's worked for them? They've basically put their strongest under 18s squad into their leagues. And because they've got that much depth in their academy, they've then just got like another under-18s team in the under-18s league. But you've got to think for us, we're not going to have that much depth. Like, I'm not sure how beneficial this is at all. If that's the case, then I'm um, against that. This, yeah. uh, I don't want to mean to alarm all of you, but this seems to only be benefiting two clubs then. <laughs> if they've got, you have to have a massive academy to be able to field two under-18 teams. And that's only- basically how it works. Yeah, it's almost as if the SFA are in cahoots and they're all fucking useless. <laughs> well, in a way, it's nice to see us trying to fucking elbow our way in. <laughs> yeah, see at the table. We can I'm take what? the biggest crumb that falls from the table, <laughs> please. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'd much rather just a reserve league. I, I, I don't oh, get sorry. why it's so hard to put that together either because there used to be one. Idiots so, uh, mm-hmm. everywhere, man. No, the reserve league was binned because there wasn't enough depth in you know a vast majority of the the Premier League teams to go and field a team. But, uh, so they're going to miss a whole new squad to play in another league. It's all very very tin pot, isn't it? It's all <laughs> it's fur coatney knicker stuff. It's you've got a senior team and fuck everything else at your club. But yeah, I've I've said this before on here as well. They do it in Spain and it doesn't work. Hmm. All right, I think, think we're in. Um, we're in. We've ruled. Nonsense. Move on. Done. It's <laughs> frustrating. Um, but within our academy, there, there's a 15 year old called Angus Stevenson, uh, and he's been heavily scouted by Man City and Leipzig. Um, looks like he could be on his way out the door. Where? <laughs> that Red Bull team. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that wrong. You say it. Leipzig. Oh, I said Stig. I'm probably saying it right. Who knows? <laughs> no, no, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cameron, hopefully we can get him to his 16th birthday and give him a contract um, so we can at least get a development fee for him. Um, otherwise, we'll not get a penny. 
Um, coming in the door, it was, it's been confirmed in the papers that Hearts, along with several other clubs, are offering a contract to Livingston wide man Alan Forrest. Um, James Forrest, we believe. He said, uh, he said he's been really impressive for Livingston uh, since joining him from AR. He, this is like the end of his second season in the Premier League. He kind of stepped up and hit the ground running. And he's looking to step up again. Um, Adam, we're in a nice position now where we've you've got to think, got our pick off anyone the old firm doesn't want. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can offer European football eye, so hopefully it, it does give us a, a bigger incentive um, for players to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, just got to see if it works. I mean, Alan Forrest might be looking to be a, you know, a first-team regular and, and get guaranteed money, and we might be saying, well, no, you're going to be a, a squad player and an incentivised contract, so it might not materialise, but we'll see what happens. Eh? The we'll first keep... the first ploy to get Martindale to heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> um, and I will, we'll see what else will happen in the summer. You've got your Regan Charles Cook rumours in the background, all these things. Um, once European well, football... You've got the Regan Charles Cook rumours in the background. Nobody <laughs> else does. I did not make that one up. <laughs> uh, it's firmer than that. <laughs> and uh, Jordan Jones is apparently in Borgie. Um, <laughs> right, enough of all that nonsense. Let's get to the, <clears throat> the main stuff. Simon, we fucking pumped the hips on Saturday. Shock. Um, there was one change to the, to the starting lineup. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, there was one change, but there was a formation change. We went to a back three um, with Sibbett, Calcutt, and Kingsley. We had Atkinson and Cochrane as fullbacks, um, Harren and Halliday in the middle, and then Liam Boyce and Mackay sort of floating around Sims as a big strong man holding the ball up. Um, I was absolutely human for like the first 10 minutes. I was like, why the fuck have we gone back to this three? Every time we play a four, we look so much better. Blah, 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 blah. We never create any chances, but. We absolutely walked it after that that shaky ten minutes. We we sort of seemed to level out mentally and just. I think we realised like we don't need to play the occasion. Hibs are actually shite. We can just play football and, and we'll be all right. So, I mean, I could pick out Cochrane, Kingsley, Atkinson, Sims, Mackay, Halliday, obviously Haran. Everyone was brilliant. Um, I thought everyone stepped up. Everyone wanted the ball. Everyone looked confident. Um, Ellis Sims ragged on Hanlon. It was brilliant. It was absolutely fantastic. And honestly, Andy Halliday getting two goals when they were previously singing their Andy Halliday song is just absolutely sublime. Every time you think you just can't get a better rival than Hibs, they just confirm it again. <laughs> they never learn, do they? They just Hibs it time and time again. Like, I don't get, like... I'm just really scared because Sod's lot, like at some point it's got to level out. <laughs> no way. Not in our lifetime. <laughs> Statistically, it's impossible for them to level it out in, in our lifetime. I know, but just like, it's not even just like the losses, it's the fashion in which they do it. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying that there's an institutionalised failure in the... <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like you have like five one the relegation derby, that one there, um, the Andy Halliday derby, the Andy Halliday derby. I just every time four nil, um, or like every time it seems to be a big moment for Hibs and they, they build it up. 
they just absolutely fuck it. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I saw someone say, what if that wasn't the Andy Halliday derby? What if this Saturday is the Andy Halliday derby? <laughs> well, I hope it is for the right reasons, because it could very much be the Andy Halliday derby that we do not want to remember. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the beauty of Andy Halliday. He will have a game like that, score two goals, play magnificent, do like Zinedine Zidane 360s and stuff like that. Yeah. And he can also score an OG and get sent off. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love right, it. Got to see which Andy Halliday wakes up. Um, I love that uh, for Andy Halliday's second goal, he just done a clean Alfredo Morelos celebration in front uh, of the Hearts fans. Pa- to the ground. No one's said a word about it. <laughs> <laughs> you can just do what the fuck you want, Mr. Halliday. Aye, so should we, we try and start for the beginning? Um, try and sort of pick at it as we go. I, I think you're generous with the first 10 minutes, to be fair, Simon. I thought the first half an hour was a, a, all a bit shaky and a bit nervy. To be honest, it's a bit of a blur. Um, <laughs> I kind of think, it maybe I thought it just felt like half an hour and it was only 10 minutes. But um, I, the first half in general maybe was a bit, bit not satisfactory, but I thought we were always in control after they scored a goal. I don't really remember them having a chance in the second, the first half at all. Um, no. So in, in that terms, I think, apart from their goal, we were pretty comfortable. We were just a bit blunt going forward and maybe giving the ball away in the final third and it was just a wee bit sloppy until we scored. Yeah, exactly. I thought the first half was, um, was a bit of a shambles. I mean, I look up the stats at halftime um, don't have it in front of me, but yeah, we just very slowly it took our time to get into that game. Early goal was a nightmare. Um, but to be fair, we do seem to have a mindset where we concede that they, they just we don't look that bothered at all. You just get back to kick off and just keep playing. Did anybody else in that first half hour seem to think that I don't, like you control the pitch, but looked like we'd overwarred it and they had the right boots on. The amount of like, slips, uh, Craig Halkett fell at one point and nearly mm. gave them a straight one-on-one. Uh, um, there was a few. Well, Cameron, you know what to do. Get a letter sent to the <laughs> ground maintenance department of Tynecastle. Pitch is looking all right for this time of season, to be fair. Uh, it really is, eh? Considering yeah. the state it a couple of years ago by this point, uh, we had one of the worst pitches in the league. So, good investment. I mind we had like what that one corner. I think it was between the Roseburn and the Wheatfield that was literally like a bog. <laughs> like <if laughs> the ball went down to that corner, it would just stop straight away. Sorry, I'm completely derailed. <laughs> I know that's that's what this podcast is all about. We're, we're literally old men going down the memory lane. <laughs> Remember in 1997 when Ricardo Fuller fell over there. <laughs> um, I so I think. Um, maybe a special mention just because we were maybe a wee bit critical of them. Well, not critical, we were maybe confused as to what happened compared to the start of the season to now, but I thought after a wee bit of shaky start, Alex Cochran was absolutely phenomenal again. Yeah. Yeah. Backed himself. I was fizzing when I (laughs) scored, and it was one of those where I went, who is that? (laughs) Cochran. And I was like, well, I'm not fucking surprised. (laughs) I was... Human. I was um, unfortunate. It took two deflections that shot as well. I, I know. He, he could saw Craig 
Craig, my pal. <laughs> Gordon was clearly, I think he thought Kingsley was like going to block it or Muller was going to control it. I don't think he expected it. It just kind of took to come that through, yeah. and passed him. Um, these things happen, but um, Cochrane was, was beaten easily for that shot to get away. I mean, he gave him far too much space just from a wee step over. Um, I, I think with that moment with Cochrane, it was one of those where like, just how how low can you go <laughs> to then how like at that point it was like the lowest point of the season for Cochrane. You've been quite bad recently, and now you're kind of at fault fault for a goal. And then he just went fuck it. I've got nothing to lose, and then put in a performance like we we used to see back at the start of the season. I now feel fine if he can sort of keep that level and and build on this. Seeing him at Hamden. I, I want him to start now. Well, that's it. So shift now, isn't it? And I bet he's buzzing as well. Aye. I think that bigger pitch will suit him because he is fast and he has yeah. got bags of energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking this. I think a big pitch is going to fucking suit us to the ground against oh, that aye. back. The amount uh, of space Barry Mackay and Liam Boyce get. Oh, boy. that much bigger. It genuinely isn't that much bigger. We've I been is. through this, Cameron. It's about twice the size of <laughs> <laughs> It's four metres bigger. It's four Get off. Bigger. That's it's four metres is quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only two. It's two sides. For the goal, then, um, Ella Sims went charging into the box. I think that's what going to be like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One step back, Peter Harren. Aye, what a um, ball. <laughs> what a ball. Talk us through it. He sort of slid into a 50 50 challenge and knocked the ball through for Cochrane. Mm-hmm. Aye. And then, yeah, it was Cochrane's pass into Sims, wasn't it? Aye. And Sims just absolutely ragdolled Hibbs legend Paul Hanlon for <laughs> what felt like five minutes. And it was Paul Hanlon's desperation to come back and try and do something um, where he actually just kicked the ball into the path of Andy Halliday. Mm-hmm. And really, really nicely taken from Halliday for that right. goal. Then off the post. Beautiful. <laughs> um, there was a couple, a couple before that because it was obviously there was the, the Atkinson header which came off the, the bar which was mm-hmm. just, I think, just before that wasn't that long, and then there was obviously. Yeah. I was starting to for the rest, turn for the, rest of, for the rest of the week, I think um, Sims should be shooting. That's all he should be training this week. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because we had the beautiful reverse pass from Barry Mackay through to Sims, yeah, um, and the chip over Macy. So uh, even the bounce looked like it was going towards goal, and the spin then took it away. Aye. Um, also, even, even gravity is against them. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's, you know what? So he's he, he's a massive threat for us going forward. It's just someone else will have to score. He's an absolute <laughs> fucking nuisance, isn't he? He must be horrible no, to totally. actually play against. He adds goals, and he is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Not at Hearts. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> I really hope we keep him for next season. Um, like get a whole other year of development under him because he's still such a young guy and he's only just getting professional games here for the first time. I'd like to see oh, another that, twelve months under his belt of development. That, that result for um, Everton and then the result um, for Burnley maybe helps our cause because you do not want Everton to get relegated. 
<laughs> well, you think he could go back, go in and play for Everton? I, I think he might be in the squad in the championship. Do you? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's definitely he's definitely worth keeping in the squad in the championship. I think. Anyway, that's not problems. Aye, Everton will be fine, surely. Fuck knows. Um, but aye, into half time then. <clears throat> it was a funny goal that it was one of the first times I've seen such little movement as the halftime whistle blew. Everyone was still celebrating and singing in their seats. Also, the celebration for the players. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Chef's kiss. Seeing, <laughs> seeing Cochrane cup his ears to the Hibs fans and also seeing um, Liam Boyce pointing at Andy Halliday and like laughing at the Hibs fans. <laughs> <laughs> Like, absolutely beautiful. I couldn't ask for more. Um, I was really confused. In the wheat field, looking down at Halliday, he looked that calm as he slowly walked towards the wheat field. I thought he was walking towards the linesman. So I, I was going, oh, fuck, is he offside? And no one's noticed yet. But no, <laughs> he was just being really calm. <laughs> so that was confusing. Um, and I, the second half then... Um, what what more could you have wanted? A goal on the forty seventh minute, so we effectively scored two goals in in two minutes. The eighty six, yeah, sorry, the forty six, then the forty seventh minute. What a ball by Peter Harren as well. Yeah, uh, he was he quietly had a great game. Didn't didn't do anything. No real obvious mistakes. Just considering he was only in a two man midfield, I think he done really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bye. beautiful ball. Bye. Kingsley was at his. It was a left foot, wasn't it? I just sort of chipped it over to the other side of the goal. Yeah, really nicely done. Um, I am the second half. We started to absolutely dominate. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure every listener has heard that. I don't think there's there's too many kind of key moments as such from that second half to talk about, other than the the third goal. Um, but just a noteworthy mention, Liam Boyce made a goal line clearance against Ross County and his tackling on Saturday was fucking phenomenal as well. What, what is this player? Like, he won <laughs> every 50-50. Like he was having a lovely time. Can't get enough. He's good at starting the press. Like, he works hard. He's not very quick, but he, his positioning's good, so it's all right. Um, aye, he's a fantastic player. I don't think people recognise that enough just because he's not scoring scoring goals every week, but it's not his responsibility now. Yeah. yeah. I really never Holiday. wanted to be a striker. <laughs> <laughs> it's Andy Halliday's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um Third goal then, um, Barry Mackay back heel. Thing of beauty, yeah? You see how scared Tibbs are of him because as he starts cutting across the pitch, everyone shifts to that side to sort of squeeze up and, and lessen the space that he has to operate in and he just I back heels at Dandy Halliday who has about 35 minutes to, to pick his spot and boy does he mm-hmm. such a slow Hibs defence isn't it Aye, no pace there at all I know Porteous is back but oh, if we can see that Rocky mm. again at, at Tynecastle my oh, god he was terrible he got turned by Liam Boyce <laughs> <laughs> he would just boot the ball in the air, like not even out, just boot it right up in the air. Oh, he was his he, his head was gone. Yeah, he had an absolute fucking howler. 
they all did, to be fair. I genuinely thought they looked atrocious. The boy, Harry Clark, I thought for them, um, had quite a good game. He was the only one that seemed to be trying in that second half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they were fucking hopeless. They really yeah, were. That's only his second game. He'll give up pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's just to the club mentality. And, yep. Um, uh, any other key moments from the second half you want to talk about? Uh, maybe just concerns that both Halliday and um, Atkinson are supposedly carrying knocks, so mm. hopefully they can pull through. Good to see GMS getting some minutes again. Mm-hmm. Didn't really have much of the ball. I thought McInef is a, is another great option. He adds a bit of solidity in midfield. We we can maybe see ourselves getting overrun if we we only play two. Um, so I, I think loads of positives and, and it's now just building towards next week kind of this derby is, is all it's great to, to look back kind of doesn't matter mm-hmm. <clears throat> see see with Halliday then keep, keeping in mind the other injuries etc um, if Halliday can't play on Saturday um, well, I guess we've got Cammy Devlin it kind of looks like he's going to be back doesn't it so. I, I think That'll be the swap, but I do hope Halliday is fit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be... Can you imagine walking a hand in? It's just going to be Andy Halliday songs. <laughs> all morning, all game. And we'll be singing Sean Maloney. <laughs> this podcast relationship with Andy Halliday has been an absolute roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's I think we... <laughs> I think we've all mostly been pro Andy Halliday and, and Hammy mostly as well, apart from the start. But mm. yeah, he's, he's just—he's been phenomenal since he signed this new contract. Uh, I don't know how much money we're paying him now, but something's. <laughs> been he seems to be a really important player for us right now. I mean, I know we just said it, but with injuries as well, like he's been great, and he seems to sort of be. Almost like a cam head in, in that dressing room and, and sort of an experienced player. Yeah. Yeah. He seems to be evolving as a man as well as a player. <laughs> right. Love him to pieces. Can I stop thinking about him? <laughs> it's, it's clear, mate. It's clear. <laughs> oh. um. oh, Andy Halliday. Yeah. So that obviously sent Hibs into the bottom six and that secured third place for us in the bloody league. <laughs> you couldn't ask for more from a derby. More, just more. Um, so, yeah, we spoke about this previously. It now means that a win on Saturday guarantees us group stage European football next season. I don't think that anything in my life... That's one of two things. I don't think there's anything in my life <laughs> Uh, that could you just remembered that your family may listen to this occasionally. Jarvie, you've got a child and you're married. Um, but it's one of the one of the most exciting things possible, surely. I am absolutely buzzing to see us playing in Europe. I am we're really lucky that we're in a, a position fortunate enough where we we can go and experience these things and we're at an age where we can go and experience things because of the, all the previous ones. I've probably been too young to go, so yeah. um, I absolutely buzzing. Aye. Aye. Hammy, get your passport sorted. <laughs> we are concerned as a group of friends about your passport. I actually just got my booster as well. Uh, you have to get vaccinated. Yeah. 
Mon Hammy. You need to get three in a month. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> only, only joking, listener. Um, I saw that was Hibs into the bottom six. Um, so that means um, I haven't written this down. Uh, the top six then post split. We've already read out the fixtures. Who cares? Um, who cares about the games <laughs> as well? Because it doesn't mean fuck all. Um, <laughs> who cares? Um, my, my other question was, what do you think we're going to do for those league games? I've already spoke about that. Your Taylor Mewish, your Josh Janellis, etc. Um, I could see Liam Boyce getting rested for like the whole post split. And come back for the final. Finally, get his troublesome calves dealt with Cameron. Yeah, tight calves didn't look like too much an issue on Saturday. No, I know. Did that mean you lose another bit then? Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Hammy. Are you remind me, Hammy? Are we looking ahead to if your jambos kick back or back at the weekend there? Away and don't talk a lot of shame. Uh, we're doing a bit of both. We're starting off with looking at Sean Maloney and Hearts fans' opinions of Sean Maloney because I felt at any point taking a piss at Hearts this week, we're sandwiched in between two Hibs games. So let's go. Now, before the game, as it seems every Hibs manager does, they bring out the big physical Hearts team. That's it. That's how, how, that's how Hearts are going to get the upper hand. And Sean Maloney used that very same excuse after the game on Saturday. So one poster says he has used the big physical team excuse. It must have been one of the least physical derbies for ages. We've played them off the park for fuck's sake. Another one says maybe they should stop signing absolute weeds then. Boyce bullied Mueller like it was a wee boy, for fuck's sake. Sims ragdolled Hanlon at the first two. We said that. Um, not the big boy stole my football line again. They'll never learn. Um, another one says, this from a man who has Joe Newell, Doyle Hayes, Rocky, and that thug Porteous in his squad. Geez, the hobos are hurting badly and using the only comfort blanket they have. We was bullied. Another one says, to be fair, Every average-sized male is big and physical when you look like him. Sean Maloney, that is. Bitter wee rodents. We could be small and weak and still hammer those clowns. Well, then I was saying, understandable. Hasbulla is big and physical if you're Sean Maloney. I like that one. <laughs> um, boss Baby, somebody calls him. Failed to notice it was his side who had three bookings that we played them all off the football in the game. Please keep him for next season, Hibs. And then we're looking ahead to... The semi. Someone says, good chance if we score first next week, we could pull Hibs' pants down and give them a hammering. Of course, they could get a lucky goal, defend and punt for the rest of the game, but I can't see past us winning. And if we hammer them, he'll be sacked. Shomaloni, that is, obviously. Like yesterday, Hibs could score an early goal, but I doubt they will stop Hart scoring more on the Hamden pitch. Mine, that big, massive pitch. More space for Sims, Mackay, and maybe GMS. See, Otis I told you it was bigger, back. Cameron. That's your account, Simon. Porteous will be back for the Hibs, but he is hardly a game winner. With someone saying, Porteous is such an arrogant, thick moron that he probably sees himself <laughs> as a returning saviour. I'd put <laughs> money on him getting sent off. I can also guarantee you that I will have him on my bet builder to get a yellow card. Oh, yeah. um, words of Jambo kickback and not <laughs> no. the Hush podcast. <laughs> Look at that podcast. <laughs> um, 
And another one says, I think he will throw all caution to wind next weekend. Be extremely defensive. Keep it nil-nil as long as possible, hoping for a set play or a late counter. This is John Maloney and Hibs we're talking about. This is where if we can get an early goal, then a second, not long after, we really could do them over big time. Yesterday, let me see that they have next to nothing in terms of fight. They knew they were defeated when we equalised. Um, not everyone was so confident. I agree we have a very good chance of winning, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Yes, we had a great game today and fantastic we beat our biggest rivals, but do remember that next week is a different game in a neutral environment. Now, considering we're going to have about 7,000 extra fans, mm-hmm. maybe not as neutral, but At I least. think it's, it's a good point. Um, another one says, uh, we're winning next week. We're a good side and Hibs are awful. My biggest concern is where to get a pint in Glasgow at 10 a.m. Preach, oh, brother, preach. Tell me a bit. <laughs> um, and then back to a bit depressing. Now that the celebrations have died down on Saturday's result, it's time to get serious again. This ain't no foregone conclusion. We need to be up for this. Losing this one is unthinkable, despite Saturday. They are shite, but we need to show we are worthy of a place in the final. So mixed views of how it's going to go. And I think I said to you earlier in the the group chat that beating them 3-1, I don't know, something about it. I'm I'm quite nervous now looking at this. Like I was really confident before Saturday, as I have been all season against Hibs, but not as much anymore. I don't know why. I think it builds confidence. I think if we had beat them 3-1 and not been as convincing, I would get it. And I do, obviously, I am nervous about the game because, you know, it's whatever ending can happen all that shit. But I do think we just are so much better than them right now. And I think we have a squad of players that believe that and are willing to work hard. I don't think this is the same type of player that we've had before. I don't think them getting to the yeah. I don't think them getting to the semi is satisfactory for them. I know what you mean. I'm I, we did like, but like, sort of going back a wee bit. That first half an hour of the game, we just didn't seem to know what what had come. They they were pressing so high, and it did seem to shake us, shake us. Um, about twenty minutes in, I decided that I wasn't going to the semi anymore. I was that angry. I was like, <laughs> "This is fucking terrible. Why are we playing like this?" Um. Yeah, then it did it did change. And remember <laughs> on the last podcast there was a, a wee quote on kickback that said um he thinks we'll see two different teams. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be right. I think the formation will be different on Hamden because of the, the extra four yeah. meters. I think they like even the likes of Ginelli um just using his pace to get in behind. Although you don't really want to break up a winning team, but it's a difficult one. It's interesting. So what that means you'd have to go to a back four or drop um boys. Probably. Trouble from calves. Can I see it? Can I see it? Um no, I think that the only changes we could see will be Smith and Devlin if there's injuries with Atkinson and Halliday. Can I see us changing much? Don't have the depth either. <clears throat> Mackenzie Kirk. Get his <laughs> debut. Go on, son. 
So um, Hamden is actually five metres longer and four metres wider. Ah, that's, that's a huge difference, Cameron. That is huge. <laughs> ah, but you're only talking about the width. The length makes no difference to anyone other than the keepers. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking what about? Are you, talking about? you never played football. <laughs> All you're doing is playing emphatically. It's the width is where you're... You've still got to run effect. an extra five metre. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So that's 20 square metres bigger. That's huge. It's, a, it's, five, it's what, two and a half metres more depth in behind a, a back line. A back line that consists of Porteous and what, Hanlon? Aye. That's like 20 metres. <laughs> Just the Ginelli. Aye. Or McInef. Oh, then you'll be saying, oh, look at this bitch, look at this bitch. McInef runs on to score his fourth. Um, Cameron, most drunk I've ever seen you at a Hearts game from my seat looking over at you. <laughs> I was, I was, I was actually not that. I would say, even on the scale of this season, no. Oh, Rangers, we were worse. The Rangers game, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just uh, also the first time I've seen you swearing at that way. In. <laughs> someone stole, <laughs> someone stole my jumper from the diggers. <laughs> oh, well, we got an appeal. Hey, was it a grey jumper? Aye, fuck up, Bobby. Wearing a <laughs> jumper. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even there. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed watching you, Cameron. That was I was just, waving, just wait, just having a wee wave. <laughs> Aye, was. Um, I've just been uh, having mind games with our Hibs supporting friend Innes, um, Camden listener. Like some of us have got Hibs fans. It's pets. Um, he's absolutely rattled. He really is. They're saying they're crying out for Darren McGregor to come into the back along with Porteous. Then you're making like two, if not three, changes to your defence. Talking about Scott Allen getting a start. You're talking bringing David Gray out his coffin to come back and play. Um, Hibs fans seem absolutely rattled. And I also asked him if he's got any update for how many tickets they've sold. And he just said, I don't care about the ticket pattern, mate. And is he going? Uh, he's got a, an alleged wedding. Uh, exactly. Um, so I Hibs uh, don't seem to be coping well, which is nice. Um, bye. Overly confident, Hammy, you're more nervous somehow. Aye, I, I don't know. Nah, just, I'll be fine when it gets to Saturday, I think. But uh, I'm a bit, a bit nervous now. I'm feeling like another 5-1. <laughs> When we were three up on Saturday, I thought this could this is going to end up five. I said to Cameron, I want five. Yeah, I do, like I do think we sort of took the foot off the gas a little bit though. Um, Fair enough. And, yeah, so you never know. That happened in the five one game as well, but we could have split <laughs> in that day. Uh, hey, we could have. I'm you sure know. there's a song about that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, we're all very excited, as you've probably um, heard to the last 50 minutes, listener. Uh, so let's go over to buy ourselves a camera in what I believe is an absolute bumper edition. It is indeed, but I need to do the scores for last week first. And as well, let's be honest here, right? In terms of scores in buy or sell, Paddy, you're, you're Hibs. Um, and yeah, again, you're Hibs with one. 
oh. alongside Jarvie with one, um, Simon and myself with two, and Hammy just hangs about with the internet all the time, so he's got three. Yay! Along, along, along with Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> so, um, Hibs, bottom six, that happened. Um, over 1.5 goals, that happened. You you sold these, Jarvie. Um, <laughs> amazingly, as dominant as we felt we were, another game where we only had four shots on target. That's all three derbies this season. So um, that was under the 4.5. And then uh, no red card. But um, I was the only one that bought that anyway. <laughs> so the running totals are Paddy on 53, um, Simon on 62, myself on 65, Hamin Jarvie on 66, and then Instagram on 74 and Twitter on 76. And I think they've now been on the same score for about 10 weeks now, so that's probably a done deal. They've just seen it out between themselves. All right, on to this week. Six this week, gents, so maybe a chance to pull some back, buddy. Although you'd probably need 20. Um, <laughs> I mean, this one you should have expected, but um, Andy Halliday to score. On Saturday. Bye. Let's see how confident you are now, Javi. <laughs> mm, well, we've we've got a bit of a thing with players scoring eventually, then twice in a row, don't we? So I'm going to buy it. Oh. I'll buy it. Fuck it. I'm selling it. Oh, oh, I'm, so, I'm absolutely selling it. <laughs> oh, you are both absolute shite bags. No, no. They'll just they'll double mark them. And that'll, and that'll let, leave loads of room for McInerney to get his first hand trick. I'm, I'm kind of the opinion that you might see him at, at left back. I think Devlin might come back in um, and move him back at back in at the back. Oh, that's it. Uh, yeah. Well, I think, and uh, I say this, I think it would be strange if we went into a game and gave them another week to prepare against exactly <clears> the same squads I've just seen. So I would imagine there's a bit of movement. But on that, it leads quite nicely into Hearts, two or more changes this week. Oh. You, you've sold it to me. I'm buying it. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to buy it as well. Good to see you too, at least. I'm going to buy it as well. I, I'll, I'm just hoping... That McInef starts and I'll buy it. What are your two changes then? McInef and well, I, I would I think I would like to see us move back to the back four. Hmm. So would I right. can see it. I think there we go. Back in. Watch this. We'll we'll be there on Saturday and it'll be Gordon that's out. Um because the pitch <laughs> pitch is too long. Never say those up. words. Never <laughs> say those words. Too long, a, too long a pitch for his kicks. So uh, <laughs> Um, I've got to ask this one again because I mean I've just I've just told you we've only had four shots in each of the derbies this season so over 4.5 shots maybe of course we're going to need to score six don't we so. mm, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to buy it is that buying across the board then yeah there we go um, doubling up this time not just the red card a penalty and the red card Torres is playing definitely a buy. <laughs> so, 
I'll sell because Paddy's buying. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm tempted to. I'm selling it. How <laughs> many did you sell? Oh, you're buying, buying it. it. Fantastic. <laughs> yes, Hammy. Um, uh, this I, I I just feel like I'm some kind of like bookies giving it specials now. But um, both teams to score and Hearts to win in normal time. Buy. Sell. Sell. Can I so, see them score? Sell. I am going to buy it because I think we probably get beat. Nah, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think I think they will score though. Um, but I mean, they've got to score in a five-one game, so there you go. Mm. Um, and I mean, surely this is it. This is it. Waited all season. Pyro. Bye. Oh, bye. 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 Oh. Bye. Surely. Because I was. For for like clarity to everybody, I was completely misled because someone was telling me because they were already at the stadium that Pyro was set up. So we got there early, only to find that the sprinklers were on. <laughs> oh. <We're> punked. <laughs> who, who is that? <clears throat> She'll remain nameless because he would enjoy it too much if I named them. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's that's your six. Uh, a lot of buying there. Let's let's see what happens. Good. So we've 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 had five one. We've had a six nil. We've had Mac and F scoring three or four. <coughs> a red card, a penalty. <laughs> Take some all game, of that. Eh? Some game. <laughs> one, one for the ages. Pyro. We do a pyro. A buy or sell on us making it for kickoff, and a buy or sell for us remembering the game. <laughs> you almost did about three years before. <laughs> Oh, well, um, uh, Hamden, baby. I forgot um, as well, for lucky people, it's a bank holiday weekend as well. Not for this uh, mug. <laughs> means nothing to me. <laughs> me neither. Working for home, but I... <laughs> um, good. Well, we're all going together. Um, we don't know what time or where or how to drink yet. But we'll we'll work it out. Um, I'm sure you're doing the same, listener. Have a, a fantastic build up to this one. Um, so I thank you, boys, and thanks to Padman Productions for putting all this together. Um, if you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so and play along with Buy or Sell on there. We are at Hearts underscore Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do leave us a generous star rating if you enjoy the show, uh, and even some polite words if you listen on your iPhone. Uh, so until next time, uh, hopefully we're, we're in Europe and, and really happy in that. Um, keep washing your hands for the hearts and we'll see you again soon.